Hello and welcome to Charity Chat, the ACNC's podcast. My name is Matt Crichton and I'm from the ACNC's education team. This episode is in two parts. First, we speak with Mark Pierce, CEO of Volunteering Australia, about National Volunteer Week and the important role that volunteers play in our communities. Then there's a brief chat with ACNC Commissioner Dr Gary Johns about volunteering and how people can use the ACNC's charity register to find charities to volunteer with. We hope you enjoy the chat. I'm here with Mark Pierce, CEO of Volunteering Australia. It's really great to have you on Charity Chat, the ACNC's podcast, Mark. It's good to be with you. Before we get into some of the details of volunteering in Australia, would you be able to give us a quick overview of the organisation Volunteering Australia? Absolutely. So Volunteering Australia is the national peak body for volunteering in this country. And that means that we are an advocate for volunteers and volunteering. Uh, an advocate to federal parliament, not just federal government, but federal parliament more broadly. We, of course, interact with all levels of government and we are a, uh, an active advocate for volunteering with corporate Australia and philanthropic Australia in all parts of, of the country, together with the state and territory peaks in addition to that. We also act to provide federal parliament and certainly federal government with policy advice as it pertains to volunteering and volunteers. Yeah, right. So quite quite a range then and, and reaching into many aspects of public life there. We are in National Volunteering Week. While we know lots of people may be aware of this week, there, there are probably still a lot of people that aren't aware of it. What is National Volunteering Week about? So National Volunteer Week occurs once a year. It's always in May and it's an opportunity for us, obviously, as the national peak together with the state and territory peaks but Australians more broadly to stop for a moment and recognise, acknowledge and celebrate volunteers and volunteering and all the contributions that volunteers and volunteering make to the communities in which they live. And I think it's important, perhaps it's always important, but certainly during National Volunteer Week, we, we'd really like people to take a moment and think about their communities think about the contribution and the involvement of volunteers in every aspect of community life. Oftentimes, volunteers are an invisible uh, force within community. They get so much done uh, and they tend to do it without fuss and they tend to do it without a, uh, a need for recognition. But we certainly feel that that recognition is uh, necessary and it's required. Uh, National Volunteer Week is an opportunity for us all, as I said, to celebrate volunteers and the extraordinary contribution they make to life in community each and every day. Yeah, for sure. And, and I suppose many of these organisations probably wouldn't even be able to run as they do if it weren't for the tireless work of volunteers and, like you say, work that often goes unthanked. It's really true. And I think that um, we oftentimes think about uh, the Australian workforce uh, or Australian labour force, all of those people that get things done each and every day. Um, and there are about 13.4 million Australians who are part of the uh, the paid workforce in this country. But equally, it's important to recognise that around about 5 million Australians volunteer their time through organisations each and every year. And that's a big part of the total workforce. We don't tend to always think about volunteers as being part of the workforce, but they really are. And I think that the point that you make, Matt, with respect to that um, 
relationship um, between um, you know that the the, the the volunteer and community activity is an important one because we know, especially with respect to charities, that um, charities employ you know around about 1.3 million Australians, but there are about 3.7 thereabouts million volunteers who volunteer their time into charities, and mm. so the paid work that takes place and is facilitated by charities is oftentimes reliant to some extent upon the contribution of volunteers. Uh, a lot of charities just wouldn't be able to deliver in an economic fashion upon their mission without the contribution of volunteers. And volunteers are really important. And I think there is a danger of um, maybe taking that for granted because many people do think of charities as um, running on the backs of the work of volunteers, but maybe don't uh, fully appreciate what that actually means <laughs> in real terms. What does it mean for the for the organisation to be able to function? And what does it mean for those services to be delivered across the country? So I think um, not taking the work of volunteers, even though it isn't paid and it isn't included in labour statistics, not taking that for granted is a really important thing. It, it is an important thing. And again, your point is, is well made. We, we can, as I mentioned earlier, volunteers are often an invisible force within community and we can take them for granted. And far too often we do. And it's not necessarily something we tend to think about, but you know, volunteers are always there. Uh, irrespective of the need or the requirement within community, volunteers turn up, they put up their hands, they roll up their sleeves and they get involved in community life. And sometimes that has to do with sport and sometimes it has to do with emergency services and mm. sometimes it has to do with a whole lot of other things. And yeah. yes, we can take volunteering for granted. Um, and National Volunteer Week is an opportunity, I suppose, for us to 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 recognise the fact mm. that, yeah, it's, it's a big part of life. And, yeah. and further to that, I suppose, if we think about National Volunteer Week for this year and the theme for National Volunteer Week this year, which is better together, it's a recognition of the fact that volunteering does in fact bring people together. It makes society stronger mm -hmm. uh, and makes our communities far more livable. So yes, it's, it's a big part of community and it's easy to take it for granted, but we certainly hope that over the course of National Volunteer Week, people stop for a moment and, and think about volunteering. Now, obviously there have been some challenges in the past two years. The pandemic will have posed quite a few challenges for volunteers as it has for all of us. Do you have a sense of the effect that it had on volunteering specifically? It's had a really profound impact on volunteering and volunteers and we just have to look around community to see how impacted community has been as a consequence of restrictions associated with COVID-19. And of course when we think about community we also think about volunteers. Volunteers mm. are part of community. So that effect that we see in community is reflected in the contribution and the activity of volunteers. So to put some numbers around this, in the early stages of the lockdowns, we saw that volunteering activity dropped by about 66%. Fully mm -hmm. two in every three volunteers stopped volunteering. Mm -hmm. And that may have been because the programs were closed or suspended. It may have been the fact that volunteers were quite rightfully concerned about being involved in the uh, in the broader public sphere. And so we saw that volunteering numbers declined quite precipitously as a consequence. Mm. I'm pleased to say that volunteering is recovering, albeit slowly. Mm. And 
one of the effects that I suppose we see, especially with time which is allocated by all of us, is that if, if time opens up, if, if there's an availability, our, our spare time tends to be a bit like a vacuum. It fills up really quickly. Yep. So for people who were active volunteers and perhaps their program stopped or was suspended for 12 months, that time that they would have otherwise allocated towards volunteering has in many cases been taken up with other things. And people don't necessarily have that immediate obvious time available to get back into programs. We would certainly suggest that, you know, if volunteering and the cause that you volunteered for is important to you, then you'll probably find the time. Mm. But it also means, I suppose, that we need to think innovatively about volunteering. And at its heart, volunteering is about innovation. It's about yeah. identifying problems and coming up with solutions. And so we think when we think about the decline in volunteer numbers as a consequence of COVID-19, we say, well, what are the things that people are looking for now? How has community changed as a consequence of the restrictions? And what we know, I suppose, is that people are looking for more flexibility. They're looking for more choice. They want agency within their lives. That part, the, you know, the thing that we call agency, which is something of a, an economic term oftentimes, the ability to make choices around mm. what we do and how we do it and when we do it. And for volunteer-involving organisations, charities and others, the challenge ahead, I suppose, is to look at the programmes, look at the way that you involve volunteers and hopefully try and amend programs to ensure that there is greater flexibility, there is greater opportunity and choice, and to give volunteers agency in their life so that they can participate within community and through an organisation in the way that makes sense for them. I, I did have a question about the potential silver lining in all of this, if there is one. Have, do you have a sense that the pandemic gave rise to new ways of volunteering for people? Has it opened up some opportunities that may not have otherwise been thought of if it weren't for the COVID pandemic and all that entailed? It certainly has. And we we have had to think really constructively and innovatively about how we connect with community. Uh, as volunteers and perhaps as volunteer managers, volunteer coordinators, volunteer-involving organisations, we've had to think creatively about how we can continue to serve the communities in which we operate mm. um, and also provide opportunities for volunteers to do the things which they are passionate about. And so certainly uh, technology has come to the rescue in many cases um, and it's provided opportunities to reconsider the way that we deliver services, the way that we interact with community, um, to make connections that perhaps may not have otherwise been there. And that's been a silver lining. Even And so technology is one of those things, but even going a little old school, you know, it doesn't have to be with a screen and a keyboard. We've found that some organisations and certainly some programmes have reverted to utilising telephone landlines, keeping <laughs> okay. contact yeah. with people who really relied upon that face-to-face -face contact on a daily or a weekly basis. Um, and that's being done now as a combination of both face-to-face -face as well as utilising some of the old school technology, telephones. It's also meant that programs have moved uh, to be more hybrid in many ways. Mm. Um, so utilising the opportunity to think hard about how we deliver a service, how we interact with community, how we can continue to serve the needs of volunteers and the community um, has been a silver lining that's come 
as a consequence of the restrictions associated with COVID. Just on services, I want to touch on, I suppose, some of the, the crucial aspects of volunteering that we may be guilty of overlooking sometimes. Now, I think a lot of people do associate volunteering with the local sports team um, or, or the community centre or, or local events. And of course, that, that's a big part of regular volunteering and an important part of, of civic life. But there is also that aspect that deals with, um, I suppose we could call it more serious aspects of essential services in the aftermath of a disaster, for example. Yes, and this is where I suppose we, we we get a good understanding of the fact that volunteering is part of the very fabric of everyday life. So, yes, sport, it's so important. Around about 3 million Australians volunteer their time into sporting clubs, associations and the like each and every mm. year. But equally, and we've seen it through the lens of COVID, as we have through fires and floods, that volunteers are oftentimes the first responders. Um, and that may well be through institutional structures such as the SES and others. Mm -hmm. But it's also the fact that when a disaster strikes, it, just, it strikes within a community. The mm. people within those communities are the first responders and they volunteer their time to assist. So volunteering can be institutional or it can just be spontaneous and take place as a consequence of seeing an issue. Volunteering also takes place both within emergency response relief it takes place in health, and we see mm -hmm. that in aged care and other places as well. Volunteers are involved in every part of daily life, in every part of community, and it can be from, as you say, sport and recreation through to really serious and uh, deeply personal things like uh, health, aged care and other. Yeah, right. And it's important, as you mentioned earlier, about um, National Volunteer Week being the time to reflect upon the work of volunteers and the importance they play in our communities, particularly in the context of a disaster or personal tragedy. These are the moments that we really do appreciate the work of volunteers and how crucial they are to us just as a society functioning in the way that we, we hope our society would. Yeah, indeed. I, I like to say that um, volunteering is a, um, a profound aspiration um, about mm. the communities in which we live and how we want them to be. And we can affect how our communities are and we can affect the quality of life within our community by putting up our hand and saying, I want to participate. It doesn't need to be through an organisation, although so frequently it is. And that's fantastic. Institutional volunteering has done remarkable things for mm. Australia's community, Australia's society, and certainly a big contribution to Australia's economy. But there are lots of ways to volunteer that don't involve organisations. Um, and we know that it, it's not quite as clear cut as that. People who volunteer through organisations are generally the same people who've just put up their hand and give people a hand as and when it's needed. Right. So Vol National Volunteer Week is that opportunity just to take a moment and reflect upon volunteering, how perhaps you can be involved, what sort of support you can provide, mm. um, and to think about what a difference a connected, inclusive society makes to your life within your community. And just just before we finish up, I want to turn your attention to, I suppose, the future, the near term and the long term future on volunteering and how you think volunteering in Australia could be improved, whether that be at the institutional level or or in less formal ways. Are there any practical things that individuals can do or organisations can do that you think may 
help facilitate greater engagement with volunteers and organisations around the country? Well, it, it just so happens, and this does sound a bit like a Dorothy Dixer, and, and I can assure people it wasn't a Dorothy Dixer at all. <laughs> the opportunity to look to the future for volunteering is something that Volunteering Australia is uh, fundamentally involved in presently. So Volunteering Australia is leading the development of the national strategy for volunteering as we speak. This will provide us with a blueprint for volunteering community participation for the next 10 years. Um, the opportunity to, to be involved in the development of the strategy is taking place um, throughout the country in lots of different forums and lots of different ways. And I would encourage people to jump onto the Volunteering Australia website, look for the National Strategy for Volunteering. And this is an opportunity for volunteers, organisations and other parts of the broader volunteering ecosystem to be involved in identifying gaps, looking to what works and what doesn't, um, projecting your, your mind forward. What are we going to need in communities and how does volunteering serve those needs for the next 10 years? What are the structures and the infrastructure that we're going to need? All of those things, hopefully, will feed into a uh, narrative and a strategy for volunteering for the next 10 years. And mm. whilst I have some ideas around what some of those things might look like, far be it from me to uh, presage or predetermine <laughs> what the broader volunteering ecosystem will come up with. One of the important differences with this particular national strategy is that we're looking to the broader volunteering ecosystem to develop the, the strategy, the blueprint for volunteering and how to provide for the needs of community for the next 10 years. It's an extraordinarily exciting initiative mm. and opportunity. And you're going to hear from people that have learned lessons on the one end of the scale, whether it be just helping out of their local football club, right up to the people that have been on the front line of bushfires and floods in recent years and months. Yes, it's very true. And it'll look at all parts of volunteering. And that's everything from the spontaneous, um, uh, non-institutional form of volunteering, right through to highly institutional, highly trained volunteer forces such as the SES and others. But it'll also look at the, the needs which may be catered for through technology and technology platforms and how we best integrate the various parts of the volunteering ecosystem. It's probably salient to make mention of the fact that because volunteering is so diverse, it tends to take place in what I would refer to as silos. And mm. that's worked quite well. The real challenge, and I suppose the opportunity for us, and perhaps something that will come as a consequence of the recommendations of the National Strategy for Volunteering is looking at ways to integrate those various silos, to learn from the experiences right. of the very diverse volunteering ecosystem, to be able to look to make use of, provide opportunities for the willingness, the motivation and the passion of Australians to participate within their communities. And the best place to do that, at least in this initial stage for people who haven't heard of this before, is to go to the Volunteering Australia website and look up the, the information there about what, what's on offer. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Volunteering Australia website is the place to go. Look for National Strategy for Volunteering. Look during this week at the um, opportunities that, that are available for volunteers to participate during National Volunteer Week and moving forward. Um, there's a lot of good information available on the Volunteering Australia website. I would certainly encourage people also within their own state and territory jurisdictions to go to the 
volunteering peak body websites for your own state and your own territory and look at the information and opportunities that are available there as well. Commissioner Dr Gary Johns, welcome back to Charity Chat. Thanks indeed, Matt. Now, we've just heard from Mark Pierce, the CEO of Volunteering Australia, about the important role that uh, volunteers play in, in civic life. This is especially true for charities, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and might I say that uh, Commonwealth support for volunteering started in the mid-1990s, uh, courtesy of my modest self. <laughs> it was thanks <laughs> to Commonwealth to uh, support volunteering centres and then soon after that to establish Volunteering Australia. So, yep, we understand it well, uh, and about half of charities on the Commission's register operate without paid staff. They rely on the work of dedicated volunteers. And, of course, um, the connection of people to charities is crucial, isn't it? P people who are interested in volunteering need to be able to to get in touch with the organisation or with the charity that they want to help. Now, making that easier is the ACNC's charity register, which now can, can really play an important role in that facilitation, can't it? Yes, it can. Uh, look, a charity register is not a substitute for the real world. We understand that, you know, neighbours or friends or whoever might uh, get you involved volunteering for a charity. But nevertheless, there are 60,000 charities on the register, 80,000 charity programs. Now, for the first time, if you're someone who's interested in helping a charity and you don't need to know the name of the charity, you can just search by your charitable interest, come onto the register, as a lot of people are, and you might say, well, I've just moved into town. Uh, what sort of charities are operating in town, just look for the programs that interest you and put in the location, region, suburb, whatever, and it'll spit out a whole list of charity programs run by charities, and you can look them up on the register. Yeah, right. So so the charity register then can act as the, the intermediary, the, effectively the search engine for want of a better term, um, and as you say, doesn't doesn't replace the real world. Of course, those real human in-person connections are important, but the, the charity register um, can go a long way to helping people find the cause that they want to support. So, for example, if, if I'm keen on helping out a charity by volunteering some of my spare time, and I don't know where to start, I have that ready-made tool now to help me take those first steps. Yeah, absolutely. We... There are about 800 words, 800 different ways of describing charitable purposes, if you like, or charitable programs, and then each of those words has a has a definition. So, in fact, there are thousands of words there. So if you just start typing, it'll spit out a drop-down list of purposes, programs that will probably interest you and then when you get your list of programs uh, in your area, well, you, you can make your inquiries. I think it's a very powerful tool. And of course, those first steps can be the most difficult. If you've got the desire, you've got the interest to help a charity out, you know the cause, you know what you want to support. Often it's those initial steps of just, just knowing where to even look, knowing 
in which direction do you even focus your your energies is is often some of the hardest steps in getting the outcome that you want yeah i think that's right um volunteering is a marvelous thing we, we know that um you, you get probably more than you give you know there's a yeah. there's a real buzz about it you get to meet people and connect uh, and you get you get a sense of ownership too uh, but that first step, you know, where, where do you find information that will tell you who wants volunteers or the ways in which you might be able to help a charity? Well, it's there. It's sitting on the register, 80,000 programs, where they're delivered and who they're for are sitting on that register, costs you nothing, and you can search it using thousands of different words. Have a play with it. Lots of people are. We look at the data at the other end, Matt, and we can see <laughs> there are literally millions of searches going on. So um, that's good news. That's very gratifying. And I think a lot of people are going to use this to great effect. And I hope their searches are satisfactory. And I hope they can follow through and go on and volunteer for charities. Yeah, excellent. And, and just before we finish, I suppose it's a really good time for people to start exploring this, given that we've come through a couple of tumultuous years with, with the pandemic and all the restrictions that came with that. But now people are reconsidering their free time and, and they're getting out and about and meeting each other in person. It, it, it really is a good time to to explore this desire you might have for, for volunteering with a local community organisation. Oh, very much so. Uh, I think we've all, you know, <laughs> been a bit locked down. Uh, or locked up in the last two years, uh, we want to throw off the shackles, get out there, and volunteering, I think, should really boom in the next period. For more episodes of Charity Chat, as well as lots of free resources such as fact sheets, guides, and webinars, visit the ACNC website at acnc.gov.au. And don't forget to subscribe to Charity Chat wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.